Well, hey, everyone. It's Mike, and today I'm flying solo. <laughs> it has been, <laughs> let's just say, a week uh, with regard to this particular episode. Uh, so today we're going to be talking about loving thy neighbor. And, uh, well, let's get ready to practice. Well, thank you, everyone, for <laughs> your time today. Uh, looking forward to this topic, and, and I mentioned, I kind of chuckled, it has been a week as it relates to this particular uh, podcast. Uh, <laughs> let's see, uh, the first time we uh, recorded it, we did 27 minutes, and uh, we noticed that my microphone, while on and connected, was not recording, uh, so, we <laughs> so we had to kind of redo the show. Then uh, we started a second time, and uh, then uh, the the system uh, stopped recording itself about halfway through. Uh, the third time, we got interrupted with some other work obligations, and, you know, it's kind of funny, Alina mentioned that, you know, you know something is really, really good, it maybe has a strong message, when you have this many th th this many problems, because obviously the devil doesn't want it out there, so <laughs> we're going to use that as our motivation today. Again, our topic: love thy neighbor. You know, we hear it often. Uh, we, um, well, you know, we hear it in the greatest commandments in, in the Synoptic Gospels. You know, love God with all thy heart, all thy mind, all thy soul, and to love thy neighbor as thyself. You know, and, and it's it's kind of tough for that today. It's it's a difficult topic, uh, and it's something that, you know, certainly I think we can all uh, get better at. You know, so let's really first talk about, you know, are we really loving our neighbor? You know, there's a, a, a amazing moral theologian out there, uh, Father Pink Ayers. He's a Dominican, uh, and he, he wrote in, in his book, um, which is um, about uh, living according to the Beatitudes, in a life of happiness, that, you know, we live in this connected world today, and um, with Facebook and Instagram and, and Twitter and, and all these things, yet we don't even know the person who lives next door uh, to me physically. Uh, we don't have any kind of relationship with them. And really, in loving thy neighbor, uh, it comes down to uh, intimacy. Now, we're not talking about uh, eros, uh, we're talking about agape, love, and in, in, in terms of, um, spirit, you know, the love of friendship and what we're trying to do uh, is, is really what we're meant to do is raise each other up. Um, yes, there's that old cliche out there, you know, it takes a village, but you know what? It really does. And the Catholic Church is, is one that says, you know, we are called to, to love our neighbors. Our neighbor is not going to look like us. They're not going to be of the same uh, political party. They are not going to be uh, of the same um, ideals, faiths. Uh, They're going to be of different races, of different cultures, of different creeds. Our neighbor are truly not just the people around us in our neighborhood. It's our community as a whole, where the town you live in. It's also really the people on the other side of the world. And so... You know, it can be hard. How do we love our neighbor when they're so far away? Um, but really, you know, we need to start at home. So as, as we talk about, you know, loving our neighbor, you know, a couple things for me certainly come to mind. In order to do it properly, though, we have to understand how it was ordered within, the, you know, the teachings of our faith. Um, God is always first. Um, if we're trying to make our job um, or a person, our end-all, be-all, we're never going to be happy enough. We're never going to get that that true um, happiness that we all, in, in many cases, are seeking. 
So you got to remember the order. God first, then neighbor. Why? Um, I think there's wisdom in how this was set up. Uh, first, it's in all three synoptic gospels and in, in, in terms of the golden rule. Love God, love neighbor. The Ten Commandments were first three, love God. Second seven, love neighbor. It's all about your neighbor next. So, again, the order is important and can't be overlooked. Um, Pink Ayers in his book, um, The Sources of Christian Ethics, um, actually said, you know, back in, in Nietzsche's um, statement of, you know, God is dead. You know, that did permeate into society in the sense that, hey, we don't need God. But, you know, humanity is adult. We can figure out our problems on our own. We don't need God and that's it. And so what happened was, as that permeated just throughout culture, it became love thy neighbor and uh, kind of God. So the, really, the real way in loving to, to love your neighbor and knowing how to do it is loving God first. And it starts with that image of God. That everyone's created the image and likeness of God. And, and it, if you can truly understand that and you can see how that image allows you to, one, under, to know God and to love God, it's that... And, and you see how that you are created that way, then you can truly see Christ in anyone you go to minister to, whether it's a friend who's in need, whether it's the poor uh, on the street, the homeless, uh, whether it's someone who's ill, someone who's imprisoned, you don't see them. You see them differently is the better way to put it. You see them first in how they are created. Okay, and again, you could be a, and even if you're dealing with different political, you know, opinions or just opinions in general, if you start at that point, you know, it brings greater dialogue, greater understanding, and and I think a, uh, uh, it gives you this sense of knowledge in the sense that they are coming from a particular perspective. Um, I think it it softens an approach is really the best way of putting it. So, step one to loving neighbor is loving God first. Step two, it's got to be active. It's not something that can be done far. I mean, it can be done far away through prayer. I mean, you can pray for people who are suffering in another country. Absolutely. I'm not saying that. But when you're talking about in your own community, in your own family, in your own, (laughs) in your own, you know, um, you know, town, city, wherever you're at, you know, it's got to start with action. Um, you know, St. Vincent, um, in this scripture text is really kind of started resonating with me more and more. Um, it comes from Matthew 25, 40, whatever you do to the least of my brothers, you do unto me, whatever you do to the least of my brothers, you do unto me. And what, there are three words there that jump out to me. Number one, um, do. Our faith is all about action. It's not about um, observation. Uh, you know, when you think about the, the sacraments themselves, they're action-oriented. You don't observe communion. You go to receive the Eucharist. You don't observe, con- you know, reconciliation. You participate. Confirmation, participative. Holy orders, participative. Marriage, participative. Okay, Every sacrament, baptism, confirmation, doesn't matter, pick one of the seven, it's always participative. There's always action involved, right? And so it, it, so our faith life is centered in action. Therefore, that's how we have to love, is in action. Paul calls it charity, 
uh, he he centered the, the the theological virtue of charity or of love inside of charity, and you know when you think about charity again, it starts with um, God first and then neighbor. Um, you know, uh, William Madison has a great book out there. Uh, certainly for for any student out there who's studying theology, I recommend it. But just for people in general, uh, it's an introduction to moral theology. I really recommend it. But um, when you're talking about charity, uh, and you know, it's it's an a- aspect of our faith that is, um, you know, really something that uh, can often be misunderstood or overlooked. Um, and I think that's one of the things that um, we as as people uh, need to, to better understand. Um, you know, charity isn't just um, throwing, a, you know, money at something. Certainly, a monetary donation is charitable. Uh, but again, it all starts with intent. And what am I trying to do? What am I trying to achieve? Um, and and I think that's one of the things that we have to see is that, you know, charity is, is a form within, you know, a form of Christian life. Um, C.S. Lewis in his Four Loves, ta- again, starts, t- talks about storge, which is affection, eros, romantic, philia, friendship, and agape, which is charity or Christian love. And again, that's that's what we really want to get to, is that, that charity, that Christian love. Um, you know, it, again, yeah, yes, um, giving to those in need, um, that was actually, you know, really traditionally considered almsgiving. Um, but charity um, comes from the Latin term caritas, and uh, which is the name of uh, for love in distinct uh, Christian sense, meaning uh, agape. So when you when you think about that, I think it helps give a new understanding to that. You know, loving my neighbor isn't just uh, about saying hi; it's it's doing for having that relationship with, um, and 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 getting to know them better. Um, you know, without that. I think there's a sense of, uh, of emptiness, uh, and it certainly creates divide. Uh, how many times, I mean, we can turn on the news any day of the week and see just divide everywhere. We can see division over, um, you know, political opinions, deliver, does division over uh, the economy. We see division of, of racism still occurring uh, in communities. We see division um, that uh, within um, the, the church itself, uh, we see uh, division as it relates to, um, you know, medicine, division, division, division. And that's the this thing that I think, uh, you know, the devil certainly wants us to be is uh, divided. He doesn't want us to be um, together. He wants us to be separated, separated from God, separated from, from others around us. Uh, so that's, you know, that's one of the big things. So action, what kinds of actions can we now take? Uh, certainly prayer, and again, prayer is important for, for ones around the world, but praying for your neighbor. Uh, two, getting to know them, getting to know who they are as a person. What do they believe in? What do they support? What do they, um, you know, what, what, what are their, you know, what do they need assistance with? Um, start there. Start with your family that way. <laughs> it's it's interesting. I I, I kind of think about it. You know, if God didn't command to love our neighbor, would we even really do it? <laughs> I mean, it would be hard. I mean, it's it may be a little bit better in in, in a family <laughs> obligation <laughs> when we talk about family, but um, you know that it's hard. Um, you know, I think it's hard, and and it's why so it's so important that, that God did make it a commandment. 
you know, and, and recently I, I was afforded the opportunity. It was an amazing opportunity to speak to uh, one of our Catholic schools here in Southeast Missouri, um, throughout the day, um, this week. And, you know, what, what did I find it to, you know, was an opportunity to really kind of share this, um, you know, with um, the different classes is how we we are called to raise each other up. Um, so again, do. And if I go back to Matthew's, again, first word is do. Action. You know, it's not passive. It's not, you know, it's, it's about, um, you know, being present. And it's about, you know, that action of uh, carrying forward. The second um, in that phrase, again, Whatever you do to the least of my brothers, you do unto me. Keyword is least. Uh, you know, we we admire and and, and aspire to uh, to emulate. You know, people who are successful, uh, maybe people who have uh, a title, people who have um, uh, a particular level of wealth or or things like that. And and I'm not saying that's negative. Um, it can be if that's your all end all be all. It can be that. The, the power, the fame, the money, that's your end-all, be-all. That's a negative. But, you know, being successful isn't bad. However, it's what you do for the least. Not for the, not, you know, not for the most well-off, not for anyone. Again, the least tells us we have to raise up those in our in our community that are, are less fortunate than us, um, whether that's... Um, uh, spiritual poverty, um, and they're, they're suffering that way. It's, um, someone who might be homeless, someone who is just struggling financially, uh, whatever that may be, it's about raising those people up. It's not about forgetting about them, dismissing them, allowing them to rely on some kind of, um, social program. Uh, not that the social program is bad, but you know, they can't become reliant on that. We're required, you know, by our faith to, to pick people up, make them better. If we raise, you know, if we're able to raise everyone, we, we raise our, our entire community. We raise our world. That's the, that's the second thing. You know, who, who, who are we reaching out to the people who are, who are, who are on the outskirts? Um, maybe the, the student who's struggling, um, you know, the, the, the homeless individual that we see on the street, uh, who, who are we reaching out to? Um, and how are we doing it? Uh, we, we want to make sure we're doing it with that true love of charity. Um, so that's the second piece, the least. And I, and I pray that you take some time to think about that. How else can you contribute to, um, raising up those people who are, who are in difficult circumstances. And the fact the, the last part of this, the third key word is me. I, you know, it, you know, when I read it, I'm like, how often do you just see that word? And you just kind of gloss over it. But obviously whatever we do, we do for God and, and we don't think about it. And uh, I happened to be talking to my uh, professor the other evening, Dr. Parks, and uh, we were talking about this exact thing, how, how you know, in our, in our faith life and just in life in general, we think even the little things God isn't a part of. But he really is. He's never, he doesn't really leave your side. Like, oh, okay, you're deciding, um, what, you know, what to, you know, what to do over here. This is, you know, something minor. Um, let me go over this way. I mean, now I'm not saying he's he's going to be mad necessarily, you know, based upon what you know type of laundry detergent laundry detergent you're do you know choosing to use or or toothpaste. I'm not saying that, but you know, God is ever present. God is always with us, and we can't deny the fact that when 
you know, we're making choices, when we're choosing to act, when we're choosing to do something, you know, is it bringing me ultimately, as St. Ignatius of Loyola would say, closer or further away to from God? Is my action uh, driving me one way or the other? Is it making my faith life better or is it making it worse? <laughs> I mean, listen, I understand people have to work on the weekend. I do. You know, even in my role, I occasionally have to work on the weekends, um, maybe promoting something. But at the same time, am I working on the weekends? Um, Am I taking the time during the week to make that my, make a different day, my Sabbath day of rest? Um, You know, for the next four weeks, um, I'm planning on taking Monday and Tuesday off. Instead of, you know, most people get Saturday, Sunday, I'll take Monday, Tuesday, just because of how things are falling. Um, in, in our work environment right now uh, and what we're trying to do with regard to our, our youth group and, and things like that. So you adjust. You know, number two, what am I doing on Sunday? Am I, you know, helping to go out and, and you know, purchase a bunch of stuff at, you know, Walmart and everything that's open? I mean, when I was growing up, there was nothing open on Sunday. Um, you know, if you, you ran out of milk on Saturday, good luck. You had to wait till Monday because you, you didn't have any, um, you know, things just weren't open on Sunday. So it's, it's a, there's been a change in our society, even in that way, in that we don't take the time to really rest and, and, and remember that, you know, these are important aspects, little, little nuances of our faith that are, that are so key. Um, so again, that, that me, what am I choosing? Am I making a good choice? Is it bad? Is it going to take me further away from God? Again, these are, are these are important things that we have to do on a daily basis. You know, really reflect and assess. Um, you know, you know, is is eating <laughs> is eating McDonald's at eleven thirty at night really the best decision? <laughs> I mean, it's convenient. Don't get me wrong. And I did it a couple times this week, but is that really the best decision? Because honestly, is that the best for my health? Is that really going to you know, provide me with nur- the nourishment I need? And am I really treating, quote, my own, my own temple the right way? I mean, that's the kind of stuff that I began to, you know, I began to realize when I read that text, like, oh, <laughs> I don't know that. You know, maybe Trudy was right. Maybe I shouldn't have been having that McDonald's at 1130. (laughs) I mean, it tasted great. The fries were good, but (laughs) I don't know if I needed that double quarter pounder anyway. (laughs) So, you know, I think that's one of the the other aspects to loving our neighbor is, is, again, learning to love ourselves as well. You know, understanding how, um, you know, how our actions impact not just us, not just someone else, but always impact God. And, um, you know, again, you know, here we are, it's a, it's a Friday. I'm recording the show. I'm flying solo. Uh, hopefully it's, uh, hopefully it'll work this time. And, uh, <laughs> again, you, you just see how, um, again, uh, when you, when you talk about challenges, uh, is certainly something that, um, uh, uh, again, can you work through them? Uh, can you take the time to, to really, um, I guess you could say, uh, adjust accordingly. Um, and, uh, you know, big lesson here is that, you know, as you're trying to do good, as we're trying to love, you know, our neighbors and all of you and just share our faith and share some things that, that inspire us that, that, uh, maybe could resonate with you or help you in your faith life. Again, you're going to get an obstacle. You know, I hate to say it, 
<laughs> the devil will try to stop things. He will try to stop good. He always does. <laughs> you know, he, he's going to try and put barriers in your way or obstacles, you know, but, but again, I think, you know, certainly, you know, in, in your faith life, if, you know, fortitude is a great gift and grace bestowed by the Holy Spirit made available through prayer and, and everything like that, you know, that fortitude, that strength to keep going forward, that, that perseverance as we hear about in the fourth uh, decade of the sorrowful mystery, you know, perseverance, Christ persevered, you know, in carrying the cross. And that's, that's the other thing is that, you know, loving your neighbor isn't something that is done once and then you stop. Um, you know, Christ, uh, Peter asked Christ, you know, Lord, how many times I'm supposed to give, forgive someone seven times. He's like 70 times seven, <laughs> meaning we're supposed to keep doing it. We are always to forgive. We're always to love. So yes, someone may frustrate you, upset you, anger you. Uh, it could be a spouse, a child, a friend, you know, a family member. You know, my sister listens probably right now. Hey, you know, she knows me. I am difficult. <laughs> and Jenny's probably laughing because I said that. I am difficult. I am definitely not perfect. And and uh, I know I have frustrated my sister over the years. But guess what? Persistence. You keep going. You forgive. You you, conti- you continue to love. You forgive. You continue to love. It's that way in many marriages. It's that way, you know, between parents and children. And, <laughs> you know, I'm thinking about, you know, my parents now. You know, how, you know, growing up, my mom would start yelling, you know, Jenny, Ralph, Michael, Jenny, Ralph, Michael. I'm like, Jenny, really, Mom? My name's Michael. And then she could really get upset. But, <laughs> you know, again you know, that forgiveness that comes, um, and that persistence. And so, you know, again, you know, loving our neighbor is not always easy. Loving our neighbor is not always, um, uh, I guess you could, I don't want to use the word fun. Um, you know, as uh, you know, it's not easy. It can be challenging. It could be, um, it can take time, uh, to help someone understand your, your view, your position. Um, and, and that can be, again, um, you know, tiresome, I think is a better, uh, a better word. Uh, sometimes, you know, things take years or months or things like that. But again, it's a daily, daily call. So, um, you know, it's, it's how you, how do you respond when someone cuts you off in traffic? <laughs> you know, are you honking your horn and, and, you know, flipping them off or are you, you know, giving him the space, uh, letting him go ahead and not letting that anger, you know, take over. So, um, there are a lot of, a lot of challenges in there, but, uh, I think if we, as a community, just as surely as a community of faith, if we step back and we really allow ourselves to, to focus on the love of God first and allow that to inspire us, how we're supposed to love our neighbor, you know, the ways you know, the ways of old go away. Uh, the ways of how you used to respond will change. Um, I've seen that in myself. Uh, <laughs> you know, I used to be the guy who get all mad that you cut me off. And now someone cuts me off, I'm just thankful that I'm okay and they're okay. And I realize that maybe there's an emergency that that person is having right now. Maybe they're, um, you know, late for work or someone's ill or or something has happened in their, you know, their life that, you know, maybe there's a family member who's passed. I don't know, but I, you know, I, I try to step back and, and try to find their perspective. Um, you know, been afforded so many opportunities here at, you know, at VMY to, to work with individuals and families in need. And, 
um, you know, it's, it's been such an amazing experience. We, you know, been helping the family in, in our community in St. Genevieve and, um, you know, we've kind of finished the project and it's been awesome as, um, one of the, um, ladies in the home actually, you know, uh, painted her floor and it looks amazing. It looks amazing. Like she's, she's carried forward with what we've completed and that's, you know, that, that was great to see. That's, um, inspiring. That's, it's, it's awesome to see how, uh, she's kind of, she has ownership of that and, and it's allowing her to, to make it a, a beautiful space for her and her children. And, and that, you know, is, um, it's, it's great. It's, it's, you know, I'm happy that as our organization, we were to help them. Um, uh, but again, now uh, it's wonderful to see how they are, you know, responding, uh, in, in, in the same way. So, uh, you know, with that, everyone, I just want to thank you for being uh, patient with this episode. Uh, we uh, certainly will be back with uh, next week's show. Um, and it's going to be a lot more lighthearted and, and uh, a lot more fun. Uh, certainly, it's always different when you're trying to record a show by yourself because you don't have the dynamic of trying to make each other laugh or anything like that. So, um, uh, but hopefully you've gotten some from this that, uh, you know, uh, loving our neighbor is um, our call. And it's a call to to really, you know, really come, come to understand, um, our faith life so much better. And I encourage you, uh, to take some time, really be reflective, see how maybe you can, um, you know, improve or change. How can I, uh, influence or affect others in a positive way? How can I influence and affect change in my school or in my home, in my parish community? Uh, yes, certainly pray. Um, if you're not sure where to start, pray. Second, you know, if, if there's something of interest, you know, ask father, if there's something in your parish community you can do, uh, or certainly get involved, get involved, especially with, uh, one of our, uh, Vincentian, um, organizations that are out there. The association of the miraculous metal, um, is one St. Vincent de Paul is the other. Uh, certainly there are the St. Vincent de Paul councils in, in most parishes throughout the United States. I encourage you as adults to do that for students, you know, VMY, uh, there's VMY in California, Arizona. Uh, we have it here in, in Southeast Missouri. Um, and hopefully, uh, maybe this will inspire a teacher out there and we can start a chapter even at, at your local parish. But, you know, again, it's about being involved and, in, and again, trying to raise up those, you know, in our community, in our society, in our country, um, who are, uh, you know, on the outskirts, who are uh, suffering from poverty, who, who are homeless. Let's, you know, again, if we can raise up um, those individuals, I, I promise you this, we, you, we will further build the kingdom of God here and will further positively affect, you know, the world in which we live. So uh, with that, everyone, God bless, and I guess we'll see you next week. Take care. <laughs> and uh, remember, uh, practice makes perfect. Perfect.